Yesterday, we saw reports that Russian forces were holding hundreds of doctors and patients hostage in the largest hospital in Mariupol. These are atrocities. They're an outrage to the world. And the world is united in our support for Ukraine and our determination to make Putin pay a very heavy price. America is leading this effort, together with our allies and partners, providing enormous levels of security and humanitarian assistance that we're adding to today. And we're going to continue to do more in the days and weeks ahead. That was President Biden after Zelensky spoke, the president of Ukraine, after he spoke to Congress, asking for help, begging for help, invoking September 11th, invoking Martin Luther King, invoking Pearl Harbor Day. The question is, is that going to move? Is that going to move the uh, Congress to saying, hey, maybe we should be discussing troops? In Ukraine, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Congressman Jackie Walorski joins us right now. She represents Indiana's second district. And you were there for uh, the statement from President Zelensky. Uh, Before we get into uh, what may come next, what was your reaction to it? powerful tony you know there was a standing ovation for him as soon as he came up on the uh virtual video at the beginning and the end and you can tell the hearts and souls of bipartisan bicameral support here in the congress is with them the american people are standing with president Zelensky and the and the ukrainian people and he felt that he was overwhelmed he he saw what was happening and but you know we can applaud all day long we can stand in ovations all day long but we still don't have what he needs is that air support. He needs those MIGs. He needs this president to stand up and do that. And there's no red line. So for all of the, you know, hoorah that went on this morning, and it's a good thing that he knows that we stand with him. Our president is not necessarily doing anything with what he needs. So the, 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 the MIG conversation is about Poland moving the MIGs over. And, and clearly, after Poland said, hey, take the MIGs, they then said, well, hey, we'll give them to the United States, and then the U.S. can give them over to Ukraine. And the Biden administration doesn't want to do that. Is there a belief amongst uh, those of you on Capitol Hill that the U.S. engage in giving those MIGs? And, and as uh, Kurt Schlichter, retired U.S. Army colonel, described it to us, those MIGs night need to be put into a better condition, which is us spending the money to rebuild the MiGs, um, is is there a belief that somehow doing that will lead Putin to think that the U.S. is being aggressive and engage more aggression? Well, I guess, Tony, the, the, the answer to that question is another question. Why is President Biden allowing Putin to construct the rules of engagement here? He's the dictator. He's the killer. He's the one standing there with all this innocent blood on his hands. We seem to be the ones standing by, day late, dollar short Biden, on, you know, dithering over do we, do we not, do we, do we not. You know, peace through strength is a tried and true principle in this country, and we believe it because we saw it with Ronald Reagan. I don't see anything happening good if President Biden doesn't make a decision and get those MIGs over there. The, the thing that President Zelensky was adamant about was we've got to stop the air power over Ukraine. Stop the air power or he's going to continue killing innocent people. So now I want to make sure I understand. Are, are you someone who favors the no-fly zone idea that uh, President Zelensky is begging for? No, 
I support the MIGs. I support get those planes over there so they can shoot down those Russian fighters so they can do what they want to do. And so we can acquiesce to President Zelensky's request, which is we need air power. I think, you know, there's a there's a path to victory here on getting them air power. I just think our president has been daily dollars short every single time we've dealt with sending aid to Ukraine. He's been slow at the beginning, and we're still having a conversation as Russian bombs are beating the daylights out of the infrastructure and killing innocent people. We're still having a conversation over here, evidently, with the president on do we or do we not knock out that air power. And, you know, I think it was interesting, Tony, when President Zelensky brought up 9-11 and when he brought up Pearl Harbor. You know, it immediately takes you back as an American to a vulnerable moment that we all stood together and watched happen. And I think that was incredible that he did that. And I think that kind of focuses all of our attention right now on are we going to give this guy what he needs to bring this to a halt? Or are we going to continue to just watch this happen and stand by and say, well, we're going to send more money. We're going to send more strikers or, you know, we're going to send more drones. But if that's not what they need, which is what President Zelensky, he thanks the president for what he is doing. But basically, this whole video that they showed us was all about knocking out that air power. Talking to Congresswoman Jackie Walorski of the 2nd District of Indiana. Let's discuss what might very well happen here, which is what is the concern as you are engaged in these conversations uh, what is the concern that we will not see Vladimir Putin stop? Meaning, is there a belief that the Ukrainians, as they are going right now, and they have been able to stymie Russian forces in multiple places, the Russian military has shown itself to be incompetent in many, many ways, um, but they are still doing damage. Is there a belief that, yes, indeed, the the uh, Ukrainian forces can push Putin into simply stopping because he can't advance? Or is there a real belief that Ukraine is going to fall? Well, I think as the is the pleas from President Zelensky intensify, and there is such an urgency in his voice when he's asking for this, he needs the leader of the free world to stand up and make a decision. He needs the one thing he asked you know, at the end of his speech was, I need President Biden to be the president of peace. I need the leader of the free world to weigh in on this and not pretend it's not happening. I, I'm not following you. The question is, is, is Congress concerned that uh, it, does Congress believe that Ukraine, as it is with getting help from our javelins and stingers and getting help from the United Kingdom, getting help from the whole of Europe, uh, can stop the Russians? Or is it the belief that the Russians will eventually take Ukraine? Well, I think it's simple. I think I think a lot of us heard and believed President Zelensky that they'll be victorious as long as they get help with air power. They will be victorious. And I think a lot of us understand that, which is why these MiGs are so important, as opposed to just sitting back and saying, well, you know, Russia's going to take over anyway. I think, you know, we're on the side of Ukraine. If we give them what they need, there's really no reason they can't be victorious. But if we keep if we keep dilly-dallying around on, on this president, you know, one day he's in, one day he's out, or just let this play out, I think those, then there's serious questions. But I do know one thing is we can't let Putin 
be the one that's operating the rules of engagement and setting the calendar here for what he's going to do and whether he's offended and on whether he's the one that's going to make a move of escalation. For God's sake, I mean, we got to stand up as a leader of the free world and tell Putin what's going on and what we're going to do. And that is not happening. Talking to Congresswoman Jackie Walorski of the Indiana 2nd District. So now comes the question about the idea of what the help is. We heard President Biden saying we're sending more of this, we're sending money. At what moment does America say we're not sending any more money? We've done what we can here, and it is indeed up to you, Ukraine, to be able to handle this. Is there a dollar amount that Congress won't stomach? You know, I think those conversations are going to be approached by what's actually happening on the ground. All I know is this. If we want to minimize this war and this conflict, send these people what they're asking for. As long as those Russian fighters are flying over and killing innocent people, you know, the only escalation here is on the on Putin's side, continuing to do what he's doing and even ramping it up. So, you know, if we want to be serious about bringing this to an end, and Ukrainian having the absolute opportunity to be victorious, we need to do what they're asking us to do. We need to send those MiGs in there, take out the Russian firepower from the sky. Well, I think there's a big debate about whether or not uh, the, those MiGs can actually engage uh, in, in, in a way that takes them out because it's still operated uh, by by the Ukrainians. Uh, it, it would be hard to believe that that is the, the totality of, of the conversation, but as as or, or the, the, the military uh, situation in, in question. Um, is there a concern, and in, in after the conversation with Zelensky, and I think that we saw it uh, happening, I don't think there was any a private level of conversation. Is no. there conversation happening right now about Vladimir Putin saying, hey, while I'm doing this, maybe I can move some troops uh, looking at the Baltic? Is there a conversation about um, whether or not the Chinese have indeed been helping? That was, of course, rumored. China is saying, no, they haven't, but uh, it's very hard uh, to, to, to believe them. Uh, so, uh, so the question uh, before us uh, is, are we seeing more movement from Russia that concerns us? Well, it concerns me. I'll tell you this. And for my constituents that I represent, it's very concerning that he won't stop here. And when you look at the reason why we have weak leadership here, why would Putin be afraid of the of the uh, the commander in chief, the president in this country, if he's not holding him accountable and doing absolutely nothing other than what we, you know, daily dollar short Biden, what we've sent them so far. You know, they're very grateful for what we've sent them, but there's a grave danger, Tony, in what's going to happen with these Baltic countries and what's going to happen on these borders. Why do we think that we're dealing with a rational world leader in Vladimir Putin? that he's going to make rational decisions. We're not. And that's where the vacuum of leadership on the United States of America's part becomes so essential. If there's a vacuum of leadership and you have no idea what's going on in a dictator's mind, you stand up and you lead. And that's what's missing. But I think the concern is great when you look at those NATO allies. The whole concept of leadership, I think, is, is the big one. And there seems to be a question of, well, Who exactly is in charge here? And I'm not making the argument uh, of there's some kind of shadow presidency going on, Congresswoman. Rather, I I am making the argument of it seems that under this president, there is not a value system that is being proactively 
uh, pushed. Uh, do you see an issue with those people engaged with the conversation of I don't want to send troops asking questions about what our, our uh, best uh, investment is here or, or what, what is really best for the United States uh, or, or, or maybe said differently, uh, do you see a vision for peace coming from the Biden administration that you and the Republican Party can find yourself backing? Oh, boy, that's a tall order because he hasn't done anything yet that we agree with, whether it's in Afghanistan or currently happening right now. You know, the world is safer when America is stronger. And let's not forget that, you know, we're the ones at the top here that that are making the investment. You know, we see that, you know, uh, you have a world you, you have a dictator in Putin. He has to be stopped. There's no red line coming out of here that says, hey, one more step and we're going to do this or one more step. We're going to do that. Well, where are we going to go, Tony, if the president doesn't stand up and make some decisions? Are we going to say, well, we're going to come after, you know, we're going to let them have their planes if you release chemical weapons on these people? Really? He's already released those thermal bombs that destroy people from the inside. He's killing innocent women and children at clinics and hospitals and watching these humanitarian people walking to Poland and he's blowing up their way. What, for God's sakes, needs to happen for this president to, to put his two feet down and basically say enough is enough? We've seen enough. These people have experienced, you know, hell on earth at the, at the site of Vladimir Putin. And we are still standing here sending drones and stingers and the plea from, you know, the, the, the mass graves that they're throwing these bodies into. The plea is we cannot stop without air coverage of knocking down these Russian fighters. Please give us these planes. And that's what they're asking for. Well, there's a whole conversation whether or not the planes are going to work. I mean, there is a conversation of whether or not the planes are going to work. I don't care if they get the planes. Maybe we should have started this two weeks ago. Maybe we should have started three weeks ago of making sure those service was done on those planes instead of dillying around with a president that can't make a decision. We had two weeks to do this so far. This is going to be an incredible back and forth that continues into the days ahead. But I am with you that a vision from Joe Biden about American leadership in the world is lacking. Congresswoman Jackie Walorski, I appreciate you taking the time from the 2nd District. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Thank you. 